from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, and uh, we are Glenless again this week. Just so you know, it's me, Jonathan, Bill Jordan, Knock, and uh, a little bit later on, we're going to have uh, Captain Christopher Hayes in here. He's going to come in and uh, sit down with us and take Fill over. In. I guess he's taking over your chair. You're going to get out of here at 9 o'clock. you got uh, food plots to do and things to <laughs> scrape off. And No, oh, i got a shop to run. Oh, yeah, that helps, too. When you got enough, I got one of my other four jobs I got to go do. Well, there you go. It's all good. Can't let Bill get out of here early and let him go open up the shop. And uh, no, uh, that's work. <laughs> <laughs> Nine on that. Hey, I'm not sell telling. it for the prices that are marked on it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No haggling. Just come and get it. It's all good. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about today. It's all good. But uh, just so you know, it's going to be rainy. You know, Bay News 9 saying 40% chance for rain today and tomorrow, and uh, 50% on Monday. So let's just look at it this way. It's uh, Florida. It's going to rain. Do you want the uh, weather? 704? It's going to rain. From the dark sky up. Currently 77 degrees. Humid and mostly cloudy today. That's a lie. High of 89. Low of 75. Humid and partly cloudy throughout the day. Where? Here? There? Where? Sarasota? Where's that at? Oh. That's for your beautiful St. Pete area. There was some, uh, there was on the radar. It was coming this way. And now so, the news. And uh, it'll be uh, over at your house later on this afternoon. No, it's all good. It's As it always has been this entire week. It's, uh, so it's every, I laughed yesterday because of the video that I posted, I think, uh, a week ago with Lake Arrowhead. Um, yeah, we had Lake Arrowhead again last night, so. There's a lot of lakes uh, being formed all over the place. Yes, Lake Arrowhead. Let's just well, it's the the parking lot it's at the shop. Lot. That's what we nickname it is Lake Arrowhead because if it rains like it has the last couple of days, I put a Facebook video out there and everybody joked with me. But we've had literally walking catfish across the parking lot. It's gotten that bad. Get out there and test all the uh, bow fishing. Uh, that's you got what out I just there. said. We offer both. Walk right out. And, <laughs> and you know, tying into that, we just had a brand new delivery yesterday of go. AMS and Muzzy bow fishing products. So. Let's hope for a deluge today. So if that, you see me standing out there with a bow fishing recurve, you know what's going on. <laughs> Walking catfish beware. Yeah. It's going to be a good time in the parking lot at uh, Arrowhead Archery today. Yeah. <laughs> if it, if the flood continues exactly now i will say this that's the very reason why glenn is not here because of the recent rains and things that are happening around the county that he has to take care of but uh with the amount of water that's been moving all over the place um i just find it fascinating that somehow some way we only had one alligator incident reported this past week <laughs> With all the, you know, usually when water is moving like that, it's just, you know, well, it's, 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 it's Gator NATO. I almost hit place. one Gator that was <laughs> about three or four foot yesterday on the road. He went, he went running pretty quick off when, uh, okay, don't give him any ideas because the Sharknado movies are Gator NATO. I mean, <laughs> now what, what road was this? Is it a two lane back road was, type deal? Well, or? it was, I'm uh, sure it's not I 4. No, it's not off I 4. It's counting the line off of 39. 
Hillsborough Pasco County line. So he is a little young buck just moving around from oh, one yeah. spot to another. Yeah. Probably just trying to get away from the big bad ugly that's living on the other side of the street. Probably. Yeah. So, you know, I just like I said, usually this time of year it's gloom and doom and it turns into, you know, Gator NATO whenever we have this much rain. You know, I didn't see any reports of turtle attacks or anything like that. We're in a drought. Well, my gosh, we're in a drought. Now we're having too much rain. That's what I love. (laughs) That's what I always love to hear. We're in a drought. We're in a drought. Oh, my God. When will it stop raining? The one I always hear is just before a tropical event. I, you know, the one I always fear is the words ground saturation. Yeah. Because once my yard starts floating, then I know that the streets are going to be a flooding. So it, it, it makes for a good time. Well. That's where I'm at over my way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, uh, you know, we do have one uh, gator incident reported that we'll get to a little bit later on in the show, but uh, it's nice to see that everybody has all their fingers and toes after the 4th of July. Yes. It's good to know. Um, obviously, there are maybe two or three people who don't listen to this show because some moron did fire a firearm into the air and struck an individual while he was out on a nice date night with his wife at uh, the Gardens of Bush. Yeah. And uh, so it did happen. I love how they had to say from outside the park. We have to make sure that's perfectly clear. Outside the park. It yeah, came but we really don't know where it came from. Yeah, because God forbid anybody can seal carries in there. Here's the scary part. How many billions of dollars did Hillsborough County spend on all that triangulation of gunshots uh, technology, you know, where they can pinpoint right where the shots came from? And be there too sweet to arrest the bad guy. And, of course, they said they did go and try to check it, but there were so many fireworks and stuff going off that uh, really they couldn't triangulate anything. So they didn't know where the shot came from. So if you're going to commit a crime, that's the time. Fourth of July, (laughs) New Year's Eve, you know. Yeah, have you never seen The Purge? I mean... Yeah, that's that's when you want to do it is when the firecrackers are all going off and uh, do it that way. (laughs) Uh, you know, I just, it was a scary thing. You know, uh, we talk about it every single year and, and every single year, it seems like somebody gets whacked, you know, somebody gets hit, somebody does something. Well, and, the amazing thing is how many didn't hit somebody that hit something that there's eventually going to be a roof that's leaking or sure, that you don't know, like <laughs> mine. Yeah. That happened the one year that mine had two bullet holes through the top of it. So <clears throat> you don't know where they go, but I, it's glad to see that everybody was here. Uh, we didn't do any fireworks this year at all whatsoever. Kids were not interested in it for some reason. But uh, we did head out to the beach to uh, Tom Free's little party with Kevin Blake Weldon out there. And he had his guitar. <clears throat> if you don't know who he is, he's the guy who made the song Pretty Bad at Hunting Deer. Yeah. yeah. Fam- world famous. And uh, he's here with his daughter. And they're going to be down looking for shark teeth down in Venice. He's addicted. They went down there like uh, last year, and well, he it's found, getting like, close to Shark Week. So. He found a couple of them down there, and now he's you know he's like any other tourist. He's down there digging like a madman, looking for shark teeth. Digging, yeah. You are you allowed to dig? Sure, off looking the beach? for artifacts off the beach. Sure, they got they used to rent those does little shark, basket things. Does a shark tooth count as an artifact, though? I don't think so. That's okay. But a mammoth tooth, and if if. If a shark teeth doesn't, why does a mammoth tooth in a river do- does? Or a dugong bone. Yeah. Or a megalodon. Well, I find a megalodon tusk or tooth in the state of Florida, it's going to be shh, quiet. 
Hey, y'all, shut <laughs> it. I will not be on News Channel A going, Get yeah, this in the car. Kick this with my toe going down the Peace River. And looky here, I found it. I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to say a word. You're not going to say a word. <laughs> I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to be making stealth phone calls to every knife maker I know in, around the world. <laughs> okay, I got, got something here. We got to keep it on the down low. Got, but. Some, got some megalodon uh, tusk here. You might want to get your hands on. I just say I know a guy. All right, we have to take a break. <laughs> is that true, Knock? I can't hear you. So uh, is, that, is that? He's playing music. Oh, he's playing music. <laughs> la la la. Oh, I thought it was the singing portion of the show. We are going to give away tickets when we come back, so be ready with those fingers. We'll give you the numbers when we come back. That's right. We got tickets to give away. And Glenn says we have to do it twice an hour, so be ready. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feet and Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden and Jonathan and Abel and Anak. We're in here today, and as promised, we shall give away tickets to the Deer and Turkey Expo happening uh, this month, later on this month. So uh, we got to give away a big bunch of them today. Glenn uh, texted everybody, made sure that we all know that we're supposed to give away <clears throat> a pair of tickets every 30 minutes or twice an hour so that we can make sure that everybody gets For on the list. For you folks in Rio Linda. Yeah. If you can make the drive, sure. Why not go or fly? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <clears throat> so if you want to uh, win a win a win a little pair of tickets, go right ahead. It's eight 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 four zero four ten ten. That's eight 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 four zero four ten ten, and we'll take a uh, caller number. Your mic's not on, so we don't care. Caller number seven. Caller number seven. We'll make it lucky seven early. It's early in the morning, so you know we'll do it early. I almost forget about Bill. I don't know why. I'm so it's sorry. Okay. How can you forget with that shirt on that he has today? You know, I have two monitors that are just blocking him all the yeah. time. I'm not going to lie. Neon green. Yeah, I when mean, Glenn's here, I mean, me and Bill sit on like the, we're like on the lost island over there. I like it down here. It's but. over over there in the corner where we like to keep baby. So, uh, <laughs> 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. Caller number seven. You'll win a pair of tickets. To the uh, Deer and Turkey Expo, or Turkey and Deer Expo, whichever one you like first. <clears throat> it's uh, July 20th through 22nd, correct, Jonathan? Yes, sir. It is, and uh, for those who do win, don't freak out. As uh, one individual who won a week ago or so was freaking out because, uh, you know, he didn't get his tickets, and we said, it's at will call. They will be at will call, so all we need is your name and your number. Believe, believe me, I got you enough space, I get you in. And then that way, when you show up, you just say, hey, my name is, uh, you know, blankety blank, and uh, here's my number, and there you go, here's your tickets, have a great day. And so, you know, we're not mailing out anything, you're just, you know, that way you know, we know you're going to show and up. And they're very, and one thing I can say uh, with Field and Stream, they are very organized. <laughs> Yeah, that way they know your tickets don't end up on eBay or something like that. You yeah. know, it's all good. So, uh, caller number Does seven. anybody even use eBay anymore? I don't know. 888 404 1010. 888 404 1010. Call number seven. Like, no. A little later on, Glenn's not here. Jonathan's booking out at nine o'clock, but that's okay because the chair will be nice and warm. Because Christopher Hayes, who is the, I'm sorry, Captain Christopher Hayes, is going to be coming in from the Gulf Coast Maritime Academy. We're going to talk to him a little bit. Probably give a really good education to Bill George on the proper uh, protocols when it comes to safe boater operations. Not time. And where to put your coolers in the event of running aground. Those kinds of things. Mm. 
<laughs> That's all I get. <laughs> all I could remember is hey. right on, right on return. Right on, right on return. Hey, tell him when you use your coolers for more than just keeping things cold, sometimes yeah. they end up in places they're not supposed to be. That is true. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, Captain Christopher Hayes is going to be here a little bit later on, and we'll uh, have a nice chat <clears throat> with him. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what he has to say. But uh, it'll be fun. Well, uh, maybe I, uh, he knows a little bit more about the airboat training classes that they're going to be doing. I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe not. Well, we can ask him when he gets out here. Okay. Put that on your little notey pad. I'll there, put that so on the list. So you can put that on your list. I'll be listening. Uh, I, I wanted to save the gator thing till later on, but I guess we could do it now if you want to. Uh, I was going to ask Bill George. Uh, I talked to uh, the FWC a little bit about it. And, of course, they're <clears throat> kind of quiet about this thing, but... Uh, as I mentioned before the break, we only had one real alligator incident reported through the week. It was a pretty good the one. Week. One for the week. One for the week. One, the key word, I think the, the whole thing there is the key word is reported. Yeah. I, so we'll see, uh, you know, after the, after the... I think there was more than that. There might have been, but this is the only one that made the news. No, there one there a person who had two dogs that wandered into a back creek. Oh, uh, well. And... One didn't make it back, and the other one came back injured. That happens every day of the year. Yeah. So they they had a little issue there. Yeah. No one weeps over the raccoons and possums. <clears throat> That's all I'm saying. Florida deputy uses an AR to save a 15-year-old alligator, a girl from an alligator. An save AR? An AR. <gasps> Why do we have to use an assault rifle? It, it's not an assault <laughs> rifle. Uh, Jordan, uh, this young girl, 15 years old, she was trapped up a tree for almost an hour on uh, last Friday afternoon by a large alligator that she encountered while floating on a raft at Alexander Springs Park in the Ocala National Forest. He must have been hungry for him to sit there under that tree for an hour. But no, they're here, patient. What else does he have to do? I, you know, you know. Yeah, but I mean, come on. <laughs> How many times have you seen an alligator do something like like run something up a tree or do something like that and like? Camp out. 10 minutes. I mean, he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm not waiting on you. Well, I love this one. Some 30 minutes into the dilemma, the young lady's mother called frantically to 911 saying, my daughter is stuck in a blanket tree and there's gators surrounding her. Well, uh, Lake County deputies responded and Deputy Mitch Blackman was forced to destroy the big alligator. My presence failed to scare the alligator away. It began encroaching on my area, at which time I fired one single two-two-three round from my Bushmaster AR-15, killing the alligator. That's what he wrote in his incident report. And, Your luggage. Uh, <laughs> and I love this. This is not local. This made national news because the Washington Post reports that oh, the animal God. was later recovered with a bullet wound in its head. And the sheriff's office spokesman said the alligator was a nine-foot female with a nest was discovered nearby. And that explains a lot. Yeah. She's protecting the nest. Okay. Well, well how did it go from being a 12-foot alligator to a nine-foot female with a nest? <laughs> how did it? Because people have no clue how to judge the size of an alligator. Oh, yeah. If you're caught up a tree, it's a 12-footer. It looks like a 13-footer. I think Godzilla's underneath my feet, and please send some help right now. But, you know, my question you is just this. Answered my, then that just answered my question I posed to you. Okay. Yeah. 
Because but, how many how many people? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm so terrified. I have an alligator in my backyard, and you come to find out it's a he's three huge. Foot. He's he's three foot. I saw his head. He's at least a, he's a thousand feet long. It, it, he can't he, he can't even eat a chihuahua. But he's a nuisance. He could. He just stuff him he's under a log. He's got to go. <clears throat> he stuff him under a log for a few days. He's got to take him bites. Gets nice and soft, and yeah, <laughs> it'll work. But now here's my question. One. Uh, Ocala National Forest. Does local law enforcement uh, handle that kind of stuff in a no, in a local national forest, or is that uh, strictly FWC law, or law state officer? Ocala National Forest isn't like you got a woods out there. There's roads going all through it. That's true. I mean, it's huge. They, they patrol that. the waterways. But usually, when you hear the words national forest, you know you think of. Uh, Game wardens, uh, I, Forest Service guys. Uh, I'm you know, sure when you who, dial 911, you get law enforcement. Oh, yeah. It would probably be a bad thing if they're like going, where is it? Okay, yeah, we, we're going to have to switch you over to uh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, you know, I, my other question is, after 30 minutes into the dilemma, okay, then a sheriff uh, deputy arrives and, you know, she was up there. They reported an hour, almost an hour. So I don't know if he got there within 10 minutes and dispatched the alligator or 15 minutes, whatever. But how long do you wait? If it's your child up in that tree, how long would you wait? Legally, I mean, what would you do? I know you can't molest an alligator, but if it's menacing, how do you consider it to be menacing if it's just sitting under a tree while your kid's up in a tree? It's not climbing actively trying to get to your child up a tree. Well... You got, I think there you have to pose the question of who's there. If it's one of the three of us that's there, I have all ideas that one of the three of us could figure a way out to draw the alligator's attention away from your kid and let the kid have a chance to. Without shooting it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be my, now, if it's like fixing to bite my kid or something like that, yeah, sorry about your luck. But now, well, you know, if I'm floating down a river, I probably don't have a whole lot of what the tools I would normally use to deal with that. Oh. Now, if I knew I was going out to that, come incident, on, I know you're strapped. It's no, okay. I, I probably That's, could find a way to take some rope out from around a raft or something and make a noose, or you know, I, that's I what, what I'm saying. We would fi- you would figure but. you could figure something out to draw its attention onto you versus yeah. your kid. And well, this was not a river. This was at Alexander Springs, so obviously it was a swimming hole, and uh, you know one that was around there apparently, which you know has a right to be there and, and guard her nest as any mother would do. But now I, I just thought that. So we deprived the poor little hatchlings of their oh, mama? Gosh. No, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Your boys will get the eggs and then it'll be fine. Uh, no, but what oh, I, wow. Here we go. But what I, but my other question is, is if you are not going, I mean, you have to do something. And yeah, you know what we're doing? But then, you, but then it's considered, let's say you did not call 911. And an FWC officer or a park ranger or somebody kind of came strolling up just to check on everybody. And here you are whipping a nine-footer over the head with a tree limb. Now, next thing you know, you're going to be cited for, you know, molestation of a protected species. And then when you try to explain, well, you know, my kid was trapped in a tree and all that kind of good stuff, then it turns into Take me to jail. test case type scenario. Yeah. All that ends up at the discretion of an officer. Okay. At the end of the day, officer decides not- to write a ticket or not. And even if he writes a ticket, then it can go up to a state attorney or something like that, who then decides whether or not they want to prosecute it. 
um, you can tell a pretty convincing story, and they usually can tell the difference between somebody who is doing right and somebody who is not. Yeah, but now this guy, you know, what makes this any different than somebody who gets cited for scooting an alligator out of the road? Because they're not scooting the alligator out of the road. They're trying to catch the alligator, and they just got caught. <laughs> I was scooting the alligator out of the road. Well, scoot it to a break. Let's go. No, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, that's that's what I would say. I'm scooting it out of the road, man. Well, I don't want. And like I over. said, they can figure it out. Okay. All right, well, we're glad the young lady is safe and that the alligator has been dispatched, and now let's just all weep openly for the younglings that are left behind and separated from their mothers at the border. All right, here we go. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, and Brandon Ford. We'll be back. No one cares, Bill Jerk. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, Braden, Jonathan, and Bill in the studio today. Glenn ain't here. He's got stuff to take care of at home and around the area. Uh, so it's the Big and Wild Trio in here for a while. Jonathan's heading out at 9 o'clock to go open up the shop. So if you want to go out and get your uh, bow fishing equipment for today, apparently he just got a brand new shipment in. So uh, with the rivers nice and high and <clears throat> streets flooded with walking catfish, it would be a good a, time to get the, out there the, and do some bow fishing. are pl- abundant there from what go. I hear. Get out there and get them. Kill them all, man. It's all good. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the uh, alligator issue that happened this past week. A young individual trapped up in a tree, and <clears throat> Lake County deputy dispatched the alligator. But uh, did it have anything to do with the fact that the announcement came out this week that there's going to be, like, what, 1,300? 1,300-plus new county tags that they decided to make available i wonder if this had anything to do with that or any other nuisance calls that may be coming in and the and the state kind of looking around going you know well i will tell you that it wasn't it wasn't a a knee-jerk reaction because oh right before the last commission meeting i i was sitting down and talking with the new director of hunting and game management and this was something that was on the radar all the way back then trying to look at increasing opportunities throughout the state for people to harvest alligators, obviously we have more than a fifty percent unsuccessful rate. But at the same time, which is the, unbelievable to me, and, and and so at the same time we have a very conservative way that we've dealt with allocating county tags, and and um, I had no clue they'd even try and get it done this year. But the the additional uh, news publicity over the you know, a couple different events may have had something that, that made it go a little quicker, but in all reality, we should be able to get out there and be the ones taking these alligators. The hunters generate revenue to the Mm -hmm. state. And when we pay a nuisance trapper to take care of this alligator, it costs costs us us money. money. Okay. So if the hunters can turn around and have a little bit more opportunity, we may be able to curb some of the nuisance calls because let's face it. Those dumb ones are the first ones to go. And if you're yeah, not afraid. That's true. But the key thing that, that I discussed with them is we need right now on the on the county tags, there's a provision that says you're not allowed to go in city limits in order to harvest one of those alligators. And so well, it's like you and Glenn talked about before. There's areas that 
you should be able to go and harvest gators that you're not able to and you just have to sit there and watch yeah battleships swimming around yeah. like and those are we we call those liabilities yes okay because it's just a matter of time before exactly one of those things that are are treated like they're parks but first thing is the only reason why we can't hunt in the city limits right now is not because of discharging a firearm or a bang stick it was because when we made these countywide tags, it was a way to protect nuisance trappers from the public going and getting their livelihood. Mm-hmm. And it's time we we stop worrying about. But those guys are really part timers. I mean, they're, they're supposed they're, to be. That's that's the current model. Back when it started, those people were you know doing it for a living. Now it it's not intended to be your living. It's the people who are are junkies uh, wanting to go deal with alligators going and having a bunch of fun every now and then. So adrenaline junkies, let's be clear, not, you know, heroin or anything. Yeah, no, correct. It's, it's ones that just truly, truly love it. And, you know, they, they provide an important service, but it's not something that, that is, you're going to make a living out of How many of alligators do we have in the state of Florida? What's the latest estimate now? Oh, I, the, the number I keep hearing is 1.3 million, but I, I don't know how you would even fathom to. 1.3 million. Now, how many do you think, just take a rough guess, how many do you think are in Louisiana? I have no clue. In the southern part, only in the state of Louisiana. You think it's at least equal to Florida or Probably. less? Probably. Probably what? Less or more? It, at least equal. Well, now here's the funny thing: they can make a TV show and have a 30 day alligator season that where, they're just whacking them and stacking them. And where there are guys out there that are literally having to fill 250 or 300 tags for the entire season, and they keep going to the same places every year. So obviously, and the, pulling out big yeah, gators, big alligators, and monster alligators. Now. They also go out and take care of nuisance ones when you see it on, you know, certain episodes where, you know, they've got a report of some big one where a kid swim and that kind of thing like that. I don't know what their nuisance alligator program is in the state of Louisiana, but it always just kind of. I, I like, do. I've talked to Troy before. You want to know what it is? The alligators being a nuisance. Guess ooh. what? <laughs> well, and, I, and I look at it the, the same way in the state of Florida. If we have as many as. Or probably more. I would have, you know, along at least along the West Coast, you know, along the Treasure Coast, where there's not a lot of big populations and things like that of, of human beings. Well, I, I there would are think small little towns, you know, like Steinachie and all that stuff that are sprinkled throughout with Cedar Key and you know areas along there where there's there's probably more alligators in there than anybody ever knows. Yeah, it's it, you don't hear about the ones up there. You only hear about the ones that you know trap a kid up in a tree or. Uh, it's pulled out of the sewer in St. Petersburg or, you know, something like that, or found in a swimming pool in Sarasota. But if they would allow people to get more than just two tags, if you could apply for more of those, do you think that that would help keep the numbers down the way that the state wants to? Because you just said, you know, only a 50% success rate. And for me, uh, that's, that's hard that's to believe. That's on the application process. You mm-hmm. know, oh. and, and that, it's if you turn around right now in this go round, I, I don't really like the way they're doing this drawing because they're opening up with first come first serve for anybody to go 
and apply for these alligator tags. And these are county tags, not these lake specific? These are county tags, not lake specific. Okay. And, and I can touch on that real quick here in a second. But going to the drawing, even like Glenn, who has a tag already, set of tags coming, I have to, I with no tags have to compete with Glenn, who's trying to get additional tags at $69. If they would turn around and open it up for one day for everybody who had no tags first, and then. Now you're getting that many more people in the system. Now I got that many at 272. Okay. Whereas the people who are going to already have tags are trying to get them at $69 a piece. Sure. So the state is going to lose $200 per set that they probably could have got a lot of those at full price. Yeah. Okay. And that's what kind of money? That's $200,000 for somebody that spreads out the opportunity. Is that $200,000? At oh, two hundred yeah. bucks yeah. times a thousand, so yeah. or is that twenty thousand? I don't know. Anyway, I know there's a two hundred. Uh, but the, the, so that's a loss of revenue. Now, since those people have you're competing against everybody else, what do you think the odds are for the but lay the, person on this chance? Is it pretty even across the board? <laughs> no, no, because you have to be able to be online at ten o'clock on Tuesday. And so they're like Garth Brooks. It's like Garth Brooks tickets, basically. Yeah. And and okay. for those who are good at it, <laughs> it, it, you know, but right now you can have up to get up to five sets. So the person who can't be available at 10 o'clock is going to have, even for me, I question whether or not I'm going to get tags in my name. And, and the reason being is this, George already has tags in his name. If I buy the tags and I buy them in George's name. George pay- being you or the no, other George? George Schneider. Okay. My, my partner in G, the G of G and B Gator Gear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you turn around and I buy, get them in his name, we're paying $69 for those tags and then I pay $50 for yeah, an Yeah, so agent you could fee. game, but then you could turn around and game the system. I'm not gaming the system. I'm just utilizing the rules in place. Uh, you're gaming the system. I'm just utilizing Gaming the system's the, not a bad thing. Hey, it's not gaming. They don't. Hey, this, are we going to go back to the bacon sitting on a feeder conversation? Because, yeah. I mean, that's game and system to me, <laughs> and I'm all about that. So, so I want to go back to what you just said. You said you get five sets? Is you that can what buy up to five sets. So is the, that ten alligators? People, it's two, you get two tags for each set? Or is that what you're saying? You there's get two tags alligators? for each set. You could end up with ten alligators in this go-around that you're allowed to legally harvest where there's people who uh, who put down credit cards – to pay for these said tags in the first go round that got nothing. Yeah. Okay. It, it's just I think we could have done the drawing a little bit better. Their their concern was they don't have a lot of time, but you could turn around and open it up for one day for anybody to get one set that has none, which is pretty easy. We're only adding one day to the timeline, and then you make it fair for a lot more people. But and they're can, not going to do that. And then you can be king of the swamp. They're not going to ten alligators. So they're not going to do it this year. They may reevaluate the the you know the actions oh, next, for next, next year. Next year, next year these tags will just be put in on the initial drawing. But when we do the alligator surveys, we don't survey Hillsborough County and Polk County. And the number we use to generate the number of tags was a very very conservative number. And so we're just getting a little less conservative on how many we can do. That's a good step. 
They, it's did, good the, stuff. they did the same thing with Lionfish, and now look where we are today. Kill them all! <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Fart. Movie. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Why well, shoots him in the leg with a crossbow? It's hilarious. Brayden, Jonathan and uh, Phil George <laughs> in the studio today on a going to be rainy day today. Of course, along the west coast of Florida, we're expecting at least forty percent chance for rain. Moving into uh, Plant City, Lakeland area, a little bit on later on this afternoon, just like it has been just about all week. So, you know, nothing new. Forty nothing. today, forty tomorrow, and fifty on Monday. So if you're going to do out and go out and do some fishing, do yourself a favor, uh, check the uh, radar and over your shoulder every once in a while because those things have a way of sneaking up on you. If you feel a cool breeze, stand outside and enjoy it. <laughs> no. no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Turn around. And when you feel that cool breeze on the back of your neck, it's rolling hey, in. Well, hey. I, was, I was, as a kid, when you're out fishing, if you're... Are, even as an adult, if you know these things, you're out fishing and you all of a sudden that wind picks up and it's going in the wrong direction, like towards the black line. That's when you kind of go, Ooh. yeah, it's time to well, go. And it's you know, sucking up all the air. We got to go. <laughs> what's funny is, too, is I had you were talking about some things that young people nowadays don't understand. And I taught some of my daughter's friends the whole thunder counting trick mm-hmm. as far as kind of judging distances distance of the storm and everything else and they're like well wait a minute how what and i said you see the flash one one thousand two one thousand three one and i said you start counting and i said then you'll hear you the know boom. the boom and i said that helps you judge distance on how kind of how far the thunderhead is away from you and they're like that, that they okay. just thought that was the coolest thing in the whole wide world well, how far should it be before you seek shelter? I mean, what good does it know be to know how far it is if you don't know when to go in? Meteorologists will tell you that if it's about two miles to three miles away, yeah. you should. 20 uh, miles or something like that is what they that's, say. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Some people are different. You know, I mean, I know people who won't get off a fishing spot till it hits the channel marker next to them. I know, so, I know certain people like, who were out in a fishing hole and watched biting. a pine tree that's get right. struck 100 yards away from them. That's true. I mean, you know. And, the thing is, is that if you see that black line and you know it's coming, and, and dude, if you saw the storms this past week, I know you've been traveling a lot, but there was that one that was like uh, last Wednesday, I think this past Wednesday, when I was driving back from Plant City, it looked like Armageddon. It was that orange sky, and there wasn't a second that didn't go by where there wasn't a lightning bolt hitting yeah. somewhere on I-4 across that line. <laughs> it was just like boom, 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 boom. It was like artillery on Iraq. Seriously. On, on it Tuesday, was crazy. I was in one down in Okeechobee area that absolutely would push me from one side of the asphalt to the other side. It just was it was bad. You know we, what? And I, and I know that whenever we get in a storm like that, I always know who all the new people are who just moved into the state because they're either driving A with their flashers on or B, they've pulled over off the interstate with their flashers well, on. We, I, when I was up I'm the, not going through that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not going to do it. The I was faster up, you go, the sooner you get yeah, out. That's the way I drive. I, so. I was up at the woods the other day and I was pulling into the property. And that's like you said, it was one of those the just I see the trees going back i saw something i haven't seen in a long time but i was driving in to, to my uncle's place 
and the trees are whipping back and forth and all that and limbs are just falling everywhere and everything else and i look over and see actually watch a pine tree get pushed over because of the wind so hard and i'm like and the ground's so wet I'm well. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I see the trees whipping and all that, and I'm thinking, oh crap, because in North Florida they get twisters all the time. So of course I'm cracking my window, listening, like trying to hear. I want to hear a train, Daddy. You know, well, yeah, that was it. (laughs) You're gonna see a black truck get moving too. Is all I can tell you. Want to hear the train? Well, I can tell you one of the the things that I thought as a kid was. Hey, they're going to hit that tall pine tree before they hit this little short oak, and I can turn around. And one year I turned around, and I can't tell you how many times I've stayed in a oak tr- in a tree stand, you know, thinking, "Well, it's going it to hit something else before it hits this tree." Well, I was coming around the edge of a swamp, and all of a sudden I'm seeing pieces of wood all over the place. Well, the oak tree that I sat in on a regular basis yeah. was blown to smithereens. Yeah. And there's plenty of tall pines and other trees all around it that were way taller than it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's all uh, it's all in the uh, the roll of the dice. So <laughs> the smart thing don't, is don't think you're safe if you don't own. play games with it. Yeah. yeah, I always you know we always try to outrun them. You know, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people always say you know as long as you're moving you're not going to get hit. And how many videos do we have on YouTube now where guys are in bass boats or anything else and boom it hits right on the front of the boat while they're hauling butt trying to get out of the storm so yeah i mean it does happen so just be careful out there and uh pay attention to the weather i couldn't believe how many people i was i went out to indian rock speech on the fourth of july and uh we got lucky the storms that came through they kind of went over the don cesar and then around up around honeymoon it was like a big giant horseshoe but there was lightning hitting on both sides of that. And me and the kids and uh, my brother was with me with his family. We moved back to the house to get undercover. And how many people were out there underneath those umbrella, pop-up tents, all that stuff out there? on the beach? They weren't moving. They were not going anywhere. There was going to be fireworks. They, they were not going to move one inch. Lightning all around. And they're like, "Now nah, we're not going. We're fine here. We're yep. underneath this metal tent. We're okay. <laughs> we're fine. And, and and for this time, sure, they made it. You know, they got home safely, but uh, next time it may not be so good. So I'm just saying just be uh, be careful while you're out there. Hey, yeah. you know what we got to do? Uh, give away another pair of tickets before we get out of here the first thing. Mm-hmm. You want to do it now? Yeah. What number? Seven? Caller number eight. Eight. Ocho. Let's do caller number eight. If you would like to win a pair of tickets to the uh, Deer and Turkey Expo. We always like to put deer before turkey. But it could be turkey and deer, depending on which one you like. Uh, happening out at the, uh, what is it, RP Funding, RP uh, funding Sending Center. Center, Lakeland Center out in Lakeland. The old Lakeland Civic the Center. Lakeland Expo. That's the old name. It's still the same building. So anyway, it's at the same original place out in Lakeland. And if you would like a pair of tickets, all you have to do is uh, be caller number 8 at 888-404-1010. It's pretty easy. As Glenn would say, 888 Call number eight. And if anybody accidentally dials 1-800, say hi to the nice lady. Yeah, she gets <laughs> she gets a little miffy when you do that. Uh, your, your tickets will be at will call. We will not mail them to you. You don't have to come to the radio station and pick them up. Your name will be on the list. So all you have to do is just show up. Yep. And show them your ID and give them your phone number or whatever it is that they verify. And they go, welcome. Here's your arm tag thingamahoppers. And go in and have a great old time. 
Yep. Go have some fun on us. It's all good. Uh, we're going to give away two pairs of tickets every hour uh, during the show. So if you don't win this go round, don't fret, don't fear. There's more here, and we'll give them away. Sweet. I wanted to get back to the uh, last week we or a week or so ago we talked to uh, the giveaways from uh, Twisted Limbs. Of course, you weren't here. You were out of town. I tried to call in. I know you did, but the phone systems that weekend was like pfft, wasn't working very good. But you so mentioned uh, I got to talk to Knock anyways. You mentioned at the uh, in the first quarter hour that you had a new shipment of bow fishing material in. So what do yes. you what do you have now that? It's going to get our blood all giggity-giggity. Uh, I've got full setups, recurve and compound with reels, arrows, rests, ready to walk right out of the store and go right to the bypass canal and start shooting stuff. We've got arrows. We've got line. We've got the reels to go on those that you have already. I mean, what do you want? Do, do you have any of the um, AMS Gator Pros, the, the Pro Series reels? Uh, those did not come in, but they are on the way. Okay, what's that's the what difference? The, the the big difference is the drag system. On no, it? no, no, you no. can the the pro with the AMS Pro is designed to tie it off so that when you shoot the gator or like people Large use them for stingrays or anything like that, it spools out and you have a bulb that's screwed in where your stabilizer goes and it. Oh, the that's buoy, a good idea. The buoy detaches. So, yeah. The 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 entry model ams reel actually the it's line tight, yeah. stays to the bow and if you shoot a big alligator yeah you're, it's you, not good. you don't want them yanking that bow and taking it with them well, that's a good, good idea that's kind of like the same way we used to do it with uh snook back in the day we've got our we, we've got our that well, we've got all that but then of course the gator stuff too the gator kits i showed you last year that yes. we've we've sold several over the years um, I've got those coming for crossbows. Um, I can rig, we can rig up bows obviously, but we've got the crossbow rigs coming too. So, and I, I will tell you for, you know, this is, this is my two cents. If you have a thousand dollar bow set up to hunt deer. Okay. You can, yeah. you can strap a gator reel on there and you can do that, but you, Every time you're out on the boat, you're worried about where you're setting that thing and doing. Yeah, get get something like a crossbow, make it a dedicated. Here's my alligator setup. Thing. Yes, go buy an extra thing. You'll be happier in the long run. A little extra money up front, but you're not going to be stomping all over your bow on the deck. There good, you go. Good advice, Bill George. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, hey, hey, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're going to take a break for the top of the hour. Hour new Tim and the coming up some of the year. So stay right here with us. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Chief Five Feet Outdoors and Brandon Ford. <laughs> 